0: Welcome to this week's edition. I'm freshly back from sunny Milan. Back here in uh, kind of cold Scotland. It's uh, cold. <laughs> uh, I have a week off before our next edition of our um, of our Yin uh, Yoga 200 Hour program, and I uh, just announced that. Uh, Um, I'm now beginning to offer acupuncture in Edinburgh, which is uh, super exciting. Uh, Of course acupuncture is uh, um, one of the levels, if you like, of the traditional Chinese medicine approach to health. The first being uh, movement and uh, movement modalities, yin yoga, yang yoga, running exercise the other being uh mental health traditionally this has been done via meditation and uh lastly uh medicine uh, and uh manual therapies herbs and diet chinese medicine is always an aspect i've wanted to add on to my skill set and um so i'm super happy to uh uh to be offering this and uh you didn't catch last week's uh, episode with Dr. Dan Keown. Um Do go check that out. And it's um, it kind of leads us into what I'd like to talk about um, this week. Um, I've had several inquiries. Well, I actually regularly have inquiries. Um, people have hurt themselves or injured themselves either from not enough movement or um, too much movement. And uh, they asked me what to do. And um, so I thought this would be a great episode for a a podcast. What do you do when you are injured? What do you do when you're in pain? Well, surprisingly, I think uh, a place to start with this um, discussion is that injury is unavoidable. Um, If you don't move enough, you can get injured. Uh, I only have to, my favorite uh, people I raise when I talk about this group of uh, bodies is taxi drivers, cab drivers, who I meet fairly regularly going from train stations or train or plane uh to planes to airports and uh, always talking about back pain because they uh they don't move enough or are forced to sit down from their job or required and often have back pain and i often say to them you know once we get chatting and i say i'm a yoga aficionado um, i say well try this stretch and they look at me sometimes like yeah i know i should and um I just give them like a simple forward fold, and uh, or a back bend against their cab, and they're amazed like how how much it hurts, but also how much it helps. Um, so you can get injured from not doing enough. Anyone in yoga knows that you can get injured from doing too much, or anyone in movement knows that you can get injured from doing too much. And so, injury is unavoidable in many ways. And um, Injury is telling you something, giving you a message saying, you're either not moving too much, or you are moving too little, or you're moving in the wrong way. And um, so injury is not a disaster. I think uh, obviously um, severe injury could be a disaster, but early stages, aches and pains, pulling muscles, are giving you a message I've mentioned movement already a couple of times um, today. Movement, an assumption that I'm gonna make, and uh, certainly in my career, and my movement history, I've certainly learned this, is that movement is medicine. But the right amount of movement is the critical thing. How do you learn what the right amount is? Well, you do too much, and you overdo it, and you get injured, and you don't move enough, and you underdo it, and you feel terrible, even feel pain. Just a couple of examples of uh, silly injuries. Roger Federer was well known to have put his back out, lifting his baby daughter out of the bath. Roger Federer, tennis player extraordinaire, So, fine on the tennis court for, you know, five hours in a Grand Slam final but lifting his daughter out of the bath, pulled his back and that put him out for a couple of weeks if I remember, even months. So uh, I know several people who've, uh, I two years ago had quite a serious shoulder injury from throwing a baseball to my son, nothing to do with yoga. I've had a couple of yoga industries industries injuries, fortunately none of them uh, serious. Um, I know many people who have injured themselves um, over the years. So injuries are unavoidable. And um, once you have an injury, then the question is, is, well, what are you doing? Have you been working too hard? Have you been working too little? Um, If you've been working too little, that's fairly obvious. Like If you only exercise once in a blue moon, or only when you're in pain, particularly as you age, the, the body contracts and weakens. So the less you exercise, the more that contracting and weakening dynamic is going to take over. Exercising helps you strengthen and open. So there's a balance between these two extremes and by making a choice of lifestyle, you end up being where the, uh, where the tea leaves lie in the cup, if you like. So, um, if you're not exercising enough and you're injuring yourself, the obvious conclusion is, to exercise more and we'll talk about the two modalities of exercise and those of you who know me will um, will know where I'm going to go with that, <laughs> no surprise. If you um, injure yourself and you do exercise or yoga regularly, move regularly, well then the question is the opposite. Are you overdoing it? So there's kind of a paradigm between too little and too much. How much is too little and too much? Well, you must play with these to find a balance. And you know when you're in good health because you feel good. That's very simple, but must misleadingly simple, almost. Uh, Uh, measure. If you feel good, then your exercise or your yoga regime is perfect. If you're waking up tired or uh, lethargic, or if you're overly um, stimulated, then you're doing something too little or too much, so there's always this balance that you're looking for. This throws up a uh, a huge um, consideration overdoing it. A couple of months ago, I posted on social media just the word yogarexia. Yogarexia. Yogaring too much. And I certainly see this in yoga very commonly. People who I give you a very extreme example. Wake up at four or five in the morning every day to do a one and a half hour to two hour yoga practice. And only don't practice on moon days or on Sundays or on vacations. This may be wonderful for your body, wonderful for your mind, But often, this is too much. It's it's not necessary for you to work out very, very hard every day for you to have a balanced health and mind, heart and mind, and body. It's not. However, in many yoga traditions and disciplines and studios around the world, it becomes almost like a monastic slash uh, Protestant kind of guilt-driven culture. And if you don't practice, maybe it's not explicitly mentioned in the community that you're in, but if you don't practice every day and everybody else is, there's a kind of, you know, there's a, uh, you are given the vibe that you're not really serious about this path. That's unhealthy. If you look around the outside of the yoga world, sure, you can point to the extremes of people who don't practice enough, but there's a lot of people who are healthy who are not practicing as hard as that. And so there is in some places, and I'm not gonna name names or talk about any particular style, Or tradition there is way too much practicing going on and why is this relevant to our discussion because people in those cultures in those communities often have niggling acute regular aches and pains which they're dealing with and the message that they're often given again either explicitly practice through the pain or implicitly you know, just keep going and those will come and those will go, are not correct. In fact they can become worse and I have seen this a fair amount over my time in in movement. You practice and push through pain, not only in yoga but in running, weights, I've had some cases of people come to see me where they've been given bad advice or in an interesting culture where you just push through the pain and often what happens is you just have more pain or even more serious pain. Now I'm talking medical even surgery required. So if your injuries are If you have injuries and you are practicing a lot every day, and you're practicing hard, then that's telling you that the practice that you are doing is not working for you. This may may be very challenging. This may ask rather large questions about many of the assumptions that you've made of your practice. And I see this a lot in yoga teachers particularly, where they are almost unable to reach out to their community and say that they're injured because if they don't practice poses, there's quiet whispers around the community that this person is no longer a real yogi. And that is crazy. So over practicing or Yogorexia, as I put it, overdoing it is just as bad as underdoing it. And often we're kind of even shamed, certainly whispered about, or there are just assumptions or even just um, whispers inside our own head that if we don't practice hard and practice regular, that we're not a real yoga person. That's not the case. How much yoga did Patanjali do? Postural yoga, not very much. How much yoga did the Buddha do? Not very much. How much yoga um, did Lao Tzu do? Not very much. They were meditators postural yoga, moving your body traditionally has been used in support of the mindful or spiritual meditation, contemplation practices. It's not been the main show. It's been the supporting act. In modern yoga, we are often presented postural yoga as the main show and historically that's not correct. So if you're practicing a lot of yoga and you're in pain or if you have regular injuries, where do these injuries occur? They occur mostly in the knees, in the hips and in the shoulders. This is where I see most yoga pains and longer term injuries happening. The other aspect of um, this, which we must talk about, is that range of motion does not equal health. That is to say, big yoga poses, deep yoga poses, advanced yoga poses, does not mean that you are a healthier person or a better yogi. I hope shockwaves are going a little bit through your head. Because, once more, this is the assumption that we're often given. Level 1 yogis, beginners, put your hands on the blocks. Level 2 yogis, put your hands on the floor. Level 3 yogis, put your head on your knee or on your shins in a deep forward fold. So we're given levels, and if you're an advanced person, well, you don't use the blocks. You have your hands over your feet and your head on your shins. This is explicit and implicitly that's saying that um, more is better. This is not always the case in every yoga studio with every yoga teacher. but it's very common there is a balance between range of motion how much how stretchy you are and health and how little and you must find a balance between very stiff and very open how do you do that by pushing your body in one extreme and relaxing your body at the other extreme. Put it another way, practicing very hard and practicing very little and finding for your body what is the place of health. How much, how open do you need to be How long do your hamstrings in the backs of your legs need to be? Longer is not always better. Less is not always better. Many yogis are paranoid of having less, but we should also be very wary of having too much. Likewise, people in mainstream sports, if I take things like boxing and weightlifting, rugby, they often assume that strength. Is equal to more health. And I often hear when those types of bodies and those types of people get injured it's because they're not strong enough. And that's not the case either. How do? How can I be so sure? Because I've had people with bad knees and hips and backs and shoulders who told me that they're too weak in aforementioned place and therefore need to grow strength and they're beefcakes. They're ripped. They're not weak in those places. So why do they have pain? Well, have pain because they're too strong and too tight and often have very little range of motion. So strength also does not equal health. You can have be too strong You can be too open. These two paradigms, these two measures of health, need to be found in balance. So you can exercise too little and be in pain. You can exercise too much and be in pain. You can have too much range of motion and be in pain. You can be too strong and be in pain. You can be practicing too hard and be in pain. There are many routes (laughs) to being in pain and to being injured. And being in pain and being injured are not always the same thing, but maybe that's a discussion for another time. Now, you're injured, now what? I generally have two approaches to yoga injuries or to movement injuries, or to lack of movement injuries. I think most of you listening or watching this, if you're a yoga teacher or a yoga practitioner, will be surrounded by people in your family and in your friends, and uh, they don't move enough, and they're in pain. We all know, and therefore I'm not going to discuss at length, that if you don't move, back sh- bad shoulders and necks, headaches, etc., are maybe inevitable, certainly likely. So, we all know about that. But what I want to talk about is for us yoga people, what you do when you're practicing either a lot or you're practicing regularly and you think you've got it right, that, but you get injured now, what do you do? Well if you're practicing a lot, I say again, you may be overdoing it. And so the first tip when you get injured in yoga is to stop practicing so hard. I hope this is also slightly shocking if you practice hard and I'll define hard by one to two hours of sweaty cardiovascular work a day and you are regularly getting injured then turn down your practice rest for a while even a month even two months you may not want to do this and it will throw up huge questions and challenges in your mind. Why are you exercising so hard? Probably be the, the main one. What is it that pushes you to do this every day? This will probably ask of you very challenging questions and there are possibly no easy answers. You don't need to get up every day at 4.30 a.m. to practice for two hours. It's not necessary. And so turn it down. Tip number one. What I see, however, is many people refuse to do this because there is a deep, driven need inside of them to practice hard and fast. So many people completely ignore this tip. (laughs) I was one of those many years ago. And if I had continued in that route, I would probably have had some certainly serious injury, probably even need for surgery probably in my hips by now particularly my right hip i'm happy that i i'm sad that i left the teachers that i used to have but i'm lucky that i did in a way because if i hadn't i wouldn't have been out removed from the community that i was in and therefore forced to change my practice or taken out of my normal community practice, practice community. And I know some people from that community who have had bad injuries. Not all. It depends. And if you know me, in our teacher training programs, we talk a lot about the main reasons for injury. But. If you are practicing hard and you are have a niggling injury or an injury you cannot get rid of, turn down your practice. Tip number one. This may be ask big questions. Tip number two, and this is where I mentioned earlier, if you know me, you know the answers or you know where I'm going with this, if you are practicing very, let's take the ones we've been talking about so far. If you've been practicing a very young style of yoga, young, rhythm, repetition, sweat, tears, hopefully not so much blood, running, jogging, uh, vinyasa yoga, hatha yoga, aerial yoga, swimming, weightlifting, boxing, tennis. If you get injured in any of these types of exercise, well, my first part of call is now switching to a yin modality, yin yoga, passive stretching. I have used this over and over and over again when I injure myself, for example, when I threw that baseball to my son and instantly knew I'd pulled some ligaments in my shoulder. I overwhelmingly for six to eight months, it was quite a long time, used yin stretches for my shoulders and it felt so good. Painful, but it felt good. And often this really helps, but it means a total change of approach to movement. If I'd continued to, uh, and you'll see this in some professional sports people, continued to because they, in a way, cannot stop what they're doing because money is involved, uh, a career is involved, sports performance is involved, and they're, uh, they need sometimes um, drug intervention, even surgery intervention, because they cannot stop. In Yoga, for most of us, that's not the case. We can change away from the modality, which is hurting us in this case, aggressive yang styles of movement into a yin style and vice versa. If you injure yourself in yin yoga, and I see this fairly common amongst yin yoga practitioners and adepts, well then practice yang styles of movement. If you pull your hamstrings from doing too many caterpillars, well, move into doing burpees. Like the young practitioners, many of you will be unwilling to do this because you're a yin yogi or you see yourself as a restorative yoga practitioner. That is often the wrong decision because health balance, as I mentioned earlier, between strength and range of motion. Often we overdo it. You need to grow strength in your body. In Chinese medicine, move qi through the muscular myofascial tissues rather than just through the yin tissues, and this will promote health, restore balance. So if you are over yin go do some yang, go to a vinyasa class, go to weights, go to boxing, go to the gym, all the places that you probably <laughs> avoid, like the plague, or like a lateral flow test. This, as I said, I know many yin people who refuse due to their way that they see themselves in their practice, refuse to go into yang styles of practice. So, if you injure yourself in yang, do some yin. If you injure yourself in yin, do some yang. If you injure yourself through not moving in anyway, well then do anything. Before injuries get chronic before they become long term while they're acute while they are short term take yin for yang and yang for yin if you're not doing anything well do something injury is unavoidable roger federer gets it in his bath i got it from just standing in the field and throwing a baseball taxi drivers can get it from sitting in A taxi, I know people who've injured themselves in bed, and you just talk talk to nurses. That's why they go around turning people who are bedridden, so they don't stay in the same position. And if you move too much at the other extreme, well, you'll get injured from moving too much. That's not good. This is perfect yin-yang theory. Health is in the middle between these two extremes. I hope this helps, and uh, of course you cannot figure out what you're doing, go to uh, your local health professional, be that an acupuncturist like myself, or a physio, osteo, sports massage therapist, or western doctor. Employ as many different opinions as you can and I would take several opinions not just your own. I hope this has helped. Come join me sometime practicing yin and yang yoga online in our yin yang studio. You can find all of that of course at DougalMeacham.com. Stay well and in these crazy times Stay safe. See you later, take care.